We are Nopal Queens, three mental health professionals living in Sacramento, California. Together, we create inclusive spaces for our gente to learn and talk about mental health and wellness in our comunidad. So welcome to the table and let's get into it. Hola, welcome to episode 19. This is Nopal Queens. We are excited to be here with you all, and this episode is going to be all about post-election feels. So let's get into it. As always, we're going to start in with our check-in, and I'm going to hand it over to La Sirena. I want to check in and just let you all know that I'm okay. I survived the election, barely. (laughs) I definitely had to deploy my self-care check-in, and I was literally just taking it day at a time and just trusting the process. So I was just really relieved to see that Biden got the votes that he needed. And now I'm just ready to go into this next week to kind of rethink about what we need to do, because obviously the work's not done. Um, But I can tell you that this week I've just enjoying the relief. How about you, La Rosa? Yeah, same. Um, Relieved is a big word (laughs) that I would like to describe on how I'm feeling. Um, Yeah, last week was so stressful. I felt like I could not sleep that well. And like I would wake up every few hours and like refresh the poll elections. I'm like, dang, nothing's changed. I'm like, wake up, Nevada. I'm like right next door to Nevada. I'm like, do do y'all need help? Um, But I'm happy that like yesterday we got some results and... um, yeah, feeling a bit calmer and relaxed, but also uh, a bit weary about what the next two months might look like and also the next four years. But yeah, how are you, La Luna? Hey, y'all. Um, Yeah, my self-care game was strong because I'm like, I'm not going to survive this week because I'm like, y'all really have the whole United States out here just chilling, waiting to hear these results and you really got the entire ass world just watching us having their popcorn waiting (laughs) to see what you know what we're gonna do so I definitely was feeling a lot of anxiety and just like yo we really have gone through hell and back as you know as a nation as people as POC I'm just like whoa um but like you both said the relief was real I felt So I was in my class and we actually paused our class to talk about it because our phones were going off, you know, like crazy when they were um, officially making those announcements. So we actually paused my class and we were in the middle of presentations and we kind of just took a minute to talk about it. And it was kind of dope because we got to celebrate like I got to celebrate my cohort in that moment because it's not like. I kind of wish we had those vibes like in the bigger cities where everyone's like out like celebrating and screaming like I'm not trying to get COVID but I'm like damn I that's how I felt internally I'm like I just want to run out Mm -hmm. and cry and hug somebody and just like feel this this sense of relief and yeah so it was a it was like I enjoy I enjoyed the the feeling of okay we we got through this but also after just that realization of like we have a long way to go the work isn't over but I can still be hopeful and still be proud that at least we got over this point in time and now we can continue to move forward and hopefully for the better yeah I felt like it was like a wave of joy Mm -hmm. that like flooded yes my husband and I like had a dance party like an impromptu dance party and celebrated in our living room together so Yeah, it was like very, I don't know, it felt like a good day in such a long time. Like I haven't had a good day like that in a while. Even though like the Dodgers and Lakers have won this year. (laughs) But like this kind of almost topped it. I I think it did. It did, yes. Wow, this was awesome. Yeah, I know my Mm -hmm. fiance was so relieved too. And because we were checking our phones like crazy and we had to tell each other like, okay, chill. Because in like, we need to take breaks from our phone because we were like, you know, looking on it way too much and we were just stressing out. Um, so when we got the news, they were also like standing by the door, seeing if I was going to come out of my class to like, be like, yeah. And I did, like, I stepped out for like a sec just to like, you know, scream and dance and then run back. Mm -hmm. It's like, and I'm back. Zoom 2020 university. (laughs) 
I just remember, oh, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer, but I remember the Bush year where we had to wait so long for the counts. So I was just like so excited and then so weary Mm -hmm. and just like, I just, I need this to be official. I need someone to actually tell us. I need the electoral college to actually vote and, you know, because it's not over. So I was excited, but just very cautiously because I heard that Trump was already, you know, trying to bullshit yeah yeah so i'm like so nervous about that part but i'm really glad that you know biden got the popular vote and i actually read that trump lost the popular vote the lot his last election and this one elections right so i'm just like hello dude take a hint (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know once he's gone out of the white house then i'll feel a little bit better but we were my fiance and i were laughing like okay they're gonna have to drag him out of that white house yeah like he has not conceded yet no no if anything he's lawyered up and try to find any way to like he wants to like stop the count but at the same time i'm like but you're behind in votes you need to count i'm like the logic is just not there and i think they've been all scrambling and i don't know if you saw that there was supposed to be a a press conference at the four seasons but it was supposed to be at a hotel but they they booked it at a landscape uh, landscaping company and i'm just like okay they're (laughs) off their game they're losing it right now I was dead. I was cracking up. I'm like, y'all oh dumb. God. Dude. That's <laughs> gaping company was like, wow. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So I, I guess we're going to have to wait to see this. Oh, he's so much drama. I'm just so glad this drama is going to be over, yeah. but it's going to be some drama in December, I think. <laughs> so, yeah. but I, either way, I was so excited for those states to pull through and vote for Biden. And then I really liked Biden's speech last night. He was just calm, cool, collected. He made sense. Yeah. And then he was just like very unifying, you know, yeah. just because like this whole thing, which we'll get into a little bit, did do a number on our country. So just to hear him be so unifying and and even it was so powerful when he was just saying like i'll be a president for everyone yeah i just think we we need to be hearing that more you know going forward so yeah it was just almost like wow it's been a while it's been a while since i've heard words like that you know because yeah just the current administration has been so divisive and so like dividing of people making fun of people all the time Mm -hmm so discriminatory so i'm just like oh wow yeah that's probably our goal is to unify and work together whereas like maybe the past four years it hasn't been that way Mm -hmm. and biden will have trouble too because it's like we're all breaking up with our abusive boyfriend and dating the next person yes and so we're not sure yet like what (laughs) like that saying like bears and butterflies all feel the same when it's trauma yeah (laughs) so we're like okay i am weary but i'm willing to give this a try (laughs) but we are coming out of an abuse of four years for some of us uh, Mm -hmm. that felt like that so yeah going forward we'll be weary but i'm just so excited trump won't be in office the next four years Mm -hmm. yeah i'm also like very excited to have the first like woman vice president yes, yes, a woman of color yes, biracial like yes. first black woman and half um southeast asian that's like amazing that's mm-hmm. like what like like I, I felt like i'm like yes that can happen but yet history has shown that it hasn't happened yet so to actually see that it is possible that's really cool mm-hmm. um And I know like people have like different views on her and yeah. And I think we're going to have to put Biden and Kamala to the fire still. Like we need to keep them accountable. But I think just the, the possibility that that actually came to fruition was really nice to see. That Americans voted for her. Yeah. Yes. She won too. Like America voted for a black South Asian woman. So amazing. Yeah. I saw a, a post that says like, um, like be careful ladies there's glass on the floor like yes. she shattered that yes. glass ceiling yes and i'm just like wow like wow that's actually possible after like mm-hmm. she'll be the 46th maybe. vice president yeah mm-hmm. plus yep. or minus i don't know if people have had different vice presidents but like wow after like our nation started wasn't it mm-hmm. the 1700s 
So after 300 plus years, Mm -hmm. like we finally have like a person of color or a woman of color. Yeah. In that position. Right. A or woman. just a woman. Yeah. So first <laughs> woman a woman. identified person. <laughs> and then, yeah. And yeah. then a woman of color. So that is so cool. She's badass. And oh. not only that, but also the squad, they all got reelected. Yeah. That was awesome to see. Yeah. And along with, alongside with a lot of more, more women, I think, oh, was yeah. voted into the House of Representatives or into Congress. Yes. That's great. So I think a lot of positives came out. Like we saw a lot of positives. Yeah. Um, yes. And just also a lot of like um, with, oh, no, my mind is blanking right now with Stacey Abrams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. in Georgia and how she was able to mobilize a lot of people mm-hmm. um, after that election was stolen from her. I saw that she was like she posted something like she was like down for 10 days. And then after that, she took action. Nice. And I'm just like. There are so many um, women of color who were organizing people to vote. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big triumph mm-hmm. for them as well. Yeah, and they so definitely powerful. saved a lot of our asses in this election. Like, <laughs> put some respect on their names. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm so glad we can say a woman is helping lead this country. That is just so amazing. Like, I know I was in tears just thinking, like, a woman. A woman yeah. is helping run this country yes. and, and give us a chance. You don't know what could come of this. Like exactly. if you trusted us with this power. So and just also for that. like let us take up space because we're tired of mediocre white men making decisions about our bodies. Oh yeah, mm. that too. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. I'm like, tired of Pence telling me what to do. Yes. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. So yeah, some good things too. And at the end we'll talk about our takeaways and our yes. silver lining. So yeah. Wow. That's amazing. So we are a podcast, you know, that unpacks issues in the Latinx community. Mm-hmm. So I guess I would want to ask the question, you know, and discuss this with our listeners is what impact the election had on the Latinx community and, um, and maybe, yeah, how you're feeling about how it all went or anything that you might've discovered from this. Yeah, I think it's, um, I think there's a lot of things that or a lot of insights that came out of this election. Mm-hmm. I think also like geographically, um, like, well, the reality is like uh, Latinx, the community, there's so many countries that compromises the Latinx community. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes sense that everyone has a different experience from like their country of origin or just like where they live in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think sometimes, um, especially like the media likes to clump us all together. Like we're a homogenous group and the reality is like we're not. And I think mm-hmm. we really, that really um, shined or was like brought to light in this election because people were thinking of like, Oh, Florida should be blue because there's a lot of Latinos or Latinx people who live in Miami and uh, different places. But the reality is like within that group, it's like Cubanos, Mm -hmm. uh, Colombians, Venezuelans. So people who have maybe a different experience from their countries than maybe like Mexicanos or Centro Americanos or from other countries. So I think they're trying to lump these experiences together, but the reality is like the countries are pretty different. They all have a different history. Mm-hmm. And I think they all have different feelings about these policies that these presidents were running on or, you know, the two mm-hmm. candidates were running on. So um, I thought that it, it helped me to see, I guess, firsthand. I mean, we talk about it all the time. Latin, Latinidad doesn't have like a certain way to look. Right. And we did a great episode, too, where we talked about like the different regions and like where we are all living mm-hmm. here in the U.S. and how many generations back some of us go, you know, versus some who's been here um, and born here. So there's just like different generations, right? Too like, are you the are you first generation here, or did you are are you an immigrant yourself, or are you third, fourth generation? And so I remember we did a great episode that already <clears throat> kind of talks about how different we are. But when I saw how we lined up on political sides, it just really seals the deal that you know racism just doesn't need to 
exist because it, there's you can't tell by our skin color like who we're going to vote for, what morals we have, what our character is. And mm-hmm. I think it just made the case that, right, we're not just one big homogeneous group. We're different yeah. people. We, we have all our different opinions. And some people that live near the border, you know, had feelings about the violence down there. And so for them, their political issue is different than people in California, Northern California, mm-hmm. you know, or versus uh, Latinos in Chicago. Like everyone has geographically, like you were saying, maybe different issues. Um, and so we are lining up on different sides. But yeah, I certainly found myself in front of Latinos that voted for Trump or supported Trump and they also supported like blue lives matter and things like that. So it, it was difficult for me at first, but I had to just work through that and remember like, am I internalizing racism by even saying like, mm. you're Latino, you have to be Democrat. And I'm like, w- since when did race and politics intersect and we, yeah. we shouldn't subscribe to one label. So, I mean, I wasn't surprised, but it, it definitely made me think it really challenged me when I, um, I'm probably babbling at this point, but you know what I mean? It was, it was an experience. How about you? I think, um, I think for me, it brought up just like what we have talked about in the past. It just really brought to the fo- forefront colorism and anti-blackness in our community because darker skin Latinos are not impacted, are impacted differently than lighter skin Latinos. And I think, um, a lot of stuff that I kind of was reading and talking and hearing about was folks talking about colorism and how um, white passing Latinos have privilege. And and, and mm-hmm. also, depending on where they came from geographically, they could vote for Trump and maybe not realize or not care about the impact because they didn't experience it as the same yeah. way as their darker communities, darker skinned communities. So just um, that really came up for me a lot. And just all the division, you know, and, and mm-hmm. like the, and, and also me realizing that I still personally have a lot to learn about, um, like Latinidad and other cultures, because I only know about growing up as a Mexican Chicana, um, here in the U S but I don't really understand very much about, um, you know, Puerto Rico and the experiences that they have had, um, with, you know, the U.S. and Cuba and, and Argentina and all of these other places. So, you know, for me, I just recognize that I still have a lot of work for myself just to understand like Latinidad and the spectrum and where we all, mm-hmm. where we're all at. Um, and so for me, that was kind of an eye opener of like how much I don't know and how much this election like really brought that up to the forefront for me and made me want to you know, better educate myself on like the Latinx community. Yeah. I think that's a a great point. Um, just also highlighting that different countries also utilize different political, um, views, or I'm not sure if that's the right framework, frameworks, ideology systems, Mm -hmm. right? Like there's a lot of countries in, um, Latin America that have been socialist, that have been um, communist, right? There was mm-hmm. that big push in like Central America, um, socialism was coming. And then the, especially in my parents' home country, the U.S. intervened to kind of like stop it because there was that big red scare going mm-hmm. on. So then that like tore my parents' country apart, just kind of that fight with the U.S. Um, interfering, but also like um, people wanting like support from the government and like have those socialist views. So um, a lot of people died from it. Mm. You know, like my uncles had to fight as teenagers in those wars. So other Mm. countries may have had similar experiences or different experiences Mm -hmm. with socialism. Um, Like a lot of things, sometimes things are good in theory but you know there's a lot of corrupt people out there too right Mm -hmm. the governments can be corrupt and even though they say they're there for the people can also really cause a lot of harm to the people Mm -hmm. so i think some people from specific countries are very cautious of like um maybe maybe more liberal views right Mm -hmm. because they're they're Mm -hmm. scared of like is what gonna happen here is gonna happen to my country and then vice versa there's other people they're like no i want it i mm-hmm. want that um so i think the reality is that there's a lot of countries that have different perspectives 
than maybe some countries that never experienced mm-hmm. that within Latin America. And that's why Trump won Florida. Yeah. Because the Cuban community there um, and other Latinos were just tend to be more weary of liberal policies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, versus maybe Latinos here in California where we are tend to be more liberal as a state anyway. So that's exactly what gave Trump Florida, though. Mm-hmm. Exactly that. So that was a surprise, though, for me. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, it made sense when it was happening, but it was still like... I just remember him talking poorly about our communities. So for me, that was the deal breaker. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care if you build a wall and that somehow stops violent, if that's really what it's going to do. It's like, you back up a little bit. What did you say, though? Like, you, mm-hmm. ha- you have to be accountable for some of those things you said to our communities, too. You can't, you can't abuse us or say the, these things and then let that you know and then you've done something nice for a community or done something effective that doesn't give you a free pass to say bad things either so yeah i think a lot of latinos like trump for their own reasons especially like business owners tend to to support the policies he has but i i mean sure and that might be true um but like for me i like i said i was like back up you know you said that Mexico sends over rapists, you know, and murderers and, and you've told people that we're, you know, invading. And I think that has incited a lot of hate against our community too. So yeah, for me, I was, I couldn't get past that, but I could see some, like when I was talking to Latinos who were Trump supporters, they were thinking about, um, uh, but small business Mm -hmm. and violence on the border. And I'm from Texas. So, I mean, I, you know, I've, I've been able to talk to a few Latinos in that area or even talk to my dad who still lives in San Antonio. And we were talking about like why Latinos might, you know, support Trump. And so, yeah, we heard all of that. But again, at the end of the day, I can't forgive the yes. things he said. And so he was done for me. Like it just was a deal breaker. Yeah. I think another point to highlight also, too, is the maybe the religious aspect too, mm, yes. too or a spirituality where. Many people in the Latinx community practice Catholicism or Christianity. And um, sometimes they're a one issue voter, right? Like religiously, this is like what I'm going to do. But I think for me, it's really hard to get over of like, but this man is like the opposite of these values. (laughs) Like, (laughs) or I'm just like, I can understand if you want to vote for Republican for a certain reason. But I think this man is not a good representation also of the Republican um, agenda views. Like he's kind of created it into something like very hateful and discriminatory, um, not necessarily about different things, uh, diff- other values. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, I think it's also hard for me. Like I can see where you're coming from with some of your like spiritual values, mm-hmm. but this is the man that's president. Like maybe if it was a different candidate, <laughs> mm-hmm. like I, things could slide a little bit better. But with the sky, I'm just like, no, like, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. I don't see any of those values shining through him. Right. Yeah, I don't see the values. But but the pro-life community probably does really support Trump because he that's one of his values that he worked on right it was like mm-hmm. anti or at least stuff. he says i think sometimes yeah. he's just fronting a lot of things just to <laughs> get people to vote for him and yeah. then he like drops them once right. he doesn't need people oh my gosh do you all watch the office yes okay yes of my course. theory is i think that trump likes his supporters the way michael scott likes dwight mm, that's mm. hilarious I just that's he only I, likes him when it works for him and when he yes. doesn't like bye. <laughs> he wants, I don't need you. Yeah, <laughs> potentially that's kind of what I feel like because he doesn't actually enter or go into their communities or like learns anything yeah. like the way I've seen other presidents do. But you know the thing that I like though about Biden, what he said was that now at this point let's just move forward and everyone is American because what I you know even though I didn't like Trump's policies and I questioned Trump supporters, but I'm not you know, I'm ready to move on too. like, you know, and I work in a university and I might have somebody who's a Trump supporter. I'm ready to just help, you know, help that. Like, let's just move forward. Let's just start unifying. Um, and, and I think Biden's going to force, 
folks who liked Trump for some of his poorer characteristics, I think it's they're going to be held accountable now to be kinder too. But going forward, what I told myself is like, th- don't make this a civil war. Like, be the change you want to see. You may run into people who are sour about the loss, but just don't mm-hmm. like yeah. put it in their face or anything. Like, let's just keep going. I'm just ready to be done with all the drama. Yeah. yeah. I think one of the jokes I had made, and I might, and I might not be joking, but I was like, man, this election, <laughs> I was like, this election gave me a whole ass travel guide of all the place states that I will not be visiting. Oh yeah. That too though. I was <laughs> like, nice. I li- we literally have to stay on the outer of the U S like, oh, we can't go anywhere in the center. And I told my partner, I was like, wow, this, uh, this really gave us a map of like where we won't need to go ever. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you can only visit like major cities in these areas and then any rural areas might be a little bit questionable oh yeah yeah like not doing that it is so interestingly it's the same map that's in my book right now that i'm reading about like colonization and how north america was colonized Mm -hmm. and if you put the election map against the map of my book it is the same so these are all states and remember texas was the last state to join the union and they fought tooth and nail because they didn't want to end slavery. They just didn't want to give it up. They refused. And that's yes. why they didn't join the United States for a long time. And then, you know, wars and all that stuff happened and um, lots of battles. And then they somehow compromised or something and then joined. But to this day, all those states and everywhere that was colonized up through that middle looks like a river going through yeah. America. That was all colonized. Those were the last people that wanted to end like slavery and all that. So yeah, that's I think colonization still has a stronghold on our on our country. For sure. <laughs> yeah, it, it was pretty interesting. I looked at my book and I was like, that's the same map. <laughs> it was so bizarre. It's been very triggering to read yeah. my book yes. because it, it everything that happened back then in the 17 1800s, it's like a repeat. Like right now I'm reading a chapter on how the newspapers would sensationalize the elections. Yes. And it was just, it's just too creepy how fake news. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I'm reading this history book and it's like happening in real life. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's how I felt watching Lovecraft Country. I'm like, it was so, <laughs> it was such an amazing, amazing show, but it was just also so sad that like you didn't get to say, oh, we're not experiencing these things. To this day, it's like, yeah, we are. We're experiencing them in different forms. And it's yeah. it's manifesting from the same, you know, racism and hate. And so it's just like the show was really good. But I was like, oh, like this is still happening. Like, this right. is not, like what the fuck? <laughs> right. It's hard to see that portrayed because you're like, oh, my gosh, I wish that was just a, a plot. But that is yeah. like happening right now. Yeah. yeah. So we have a lot of unifying to do from here. And I think even our community, because I feel like our community went through a shock. Like, I, I mean, I saw it, you know, on social media, not that that's a great marker for how people are doing, but it's where a lot of people were during COVID. I think a lot of people went to social media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I did notice, you know, different Latino groups really split up. I feel like we had our own civil war a little bit. Yeah. And I, yeah, people are like, what the heck? Why do you believe that? Or why do mm-hmm. you believe that? And, and at times also maybe demonizing like within our yeah. own community, you know, of like, oh, how dare you think this way or this mm-hmm. way? And I think on some certain topics like racism, like that's something that's non negotiable, non negotiable mm-hmm. for me. Um, so with those things, I'm like, no, I'm not going to like <laughs> say bad things, but. Uh, for like other views i'm just like well you just have other views mm-hmm. um but that might be our next thing y'all is how our community is going to heal from this because that's not going to be spoken a lot but it did create a big rift like we learned a lot about latinidad yes. and what that means and that mm-hmm. we're not homogeneous and maybe sometimes we we always say that we're not but this really like even showed us like oh no we really are different because this was pretty extreme yeah. like I mean, I try to keep myself curious about things. And even I was like, oh, I really have to work through this. Like there are going to be Latinos for Trump. Or we drove up to Oregon last weekend and there was huge trucks um, parked on the side that were just all, it said like Latinos for Trump. Mm. Ooh. I was like, oh, 
okay, right. That's a thing. Like I really had to wrap my head around it. Yeah. Um, but there's, I'm not going to hate. That's the, that's the difference is like, I'm shocked by it and I have to think about it, but I'm not going to like mistreat anybody because of it. You know, that's kind of where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Sadly, I'm the opposite. I'm a very petty <laughs> right. person. That's why I bring this up because I'm like, there is a reaction, right? We all have to talk about like, what does this mean for us? Because <laughs> it was hard for yeah. me. Yeah, because I I had to have serious conversations with my fiance because, you know, we're not 100% sure if some of their family members voted for this individual again. And I am not a very nice person sometimes. And and so I have to wrap my head around of like, what does holidays look like? And as we're mm-hmm. getting ready to go into this marriage, what does this look like? And I have to have a serious conversation of like, I, I would like to know like what your thoughts are on this. Um, and like, what are these things going to look like for us? Like what's the common ground, like neutral, like, okay, if it's at your parents' house, is that neutral ground? if there's individual did vote this way and they want family gatherings at their house, to be honest, I'm like, fuck no, I'm not doing it. I'm not going Mm -hmm. there. Like, I just can't, I can't. So I'm still working on that. Like, I don't want to just still nice. You're not like, all right, I'm going to (laughs) brawl. I mean, you're you're protecting your energy. You're like, you know what? I just won't go. (laughs) Like my inner Chola was like, yeah, say something. Exactly. Something. I feel like I'm the same way. I'm like, if someone brings it up, I'm like, all right, you want to have this discussion? We about to go. I'm like, (laughs) grab the wine. Let me uh, bring out my master's of social work and talk about social injustice with you. (laughs) I'm like, you don't want to have this conversation with me, please. Just please don't bring it up. This, (laughs) yes. So I'm working on that because obviously I don't want to just be like this super like you know just this like you know unhinged like violent person you know like yeah. i don't want to do that right. but my inner child is like girl you good i don't know i don't know <laughs> right so See, that's what I'm, I'm going through this in phases yes yeah, there's, yeah. Like, when i say wrap my head around it you explain perfectly what that means i know that what internal that monologue like. Yes. Yeah. Because it's frustrating. You know, believe me, at first I was like fist out swinging. Like, what? (laughs) And I think it's okay to have rage about like maybe those things. And it's totally okay. But I think when you talk about interpersonal effectiveness or like how do you maintain relationships? Mm -hmm. It's like, what is your goal for that relationship? Is Mm -hmm. your goal for the relationship to maintain the relationship or to end it? Mm -hmm. Right. And then that's how you decide how to proceed and move forward so if you have different views but you want to maintain the relationship then you might stay cordial with that person maybe not even bring it up but if your goal is to like end that relationship or sever it in some way then you like don't have that like mindfulness right you just act on your emotional mind and you're just going to say whatever comes to mind Mm -hmm. but then you also have to um, go ahead with the consequences of that too yeah i definitely am working on healing rage so shout out to ruth king because i'm reading her book on healing rage and it's been it's a great book it's definitely sent me on a roller coaster but i feel like it was the perfect time to read that book that's good Mm -hmm. like election yes i feel rage yes Mm -hmm. let me let me come up with some some skills and some healing right and i think because of our positions well i'll speak for myself but we uh, took on professions and we have, you know, projects that deal with multitudes of people. And like for me, mental health is my work. And yep. I think, OK, everyone struggles, you know, from mental health. Anyone can be impacted by mental health, no matter who they vote for. So one part of me is like with the work I chose to do, I'm responsible for awareness or treatment depending on where I'm at right you know um here it's awareness but if I'm working I'm treating somebody mm-hmm. I have to be a, a therapist to people yes right mm-hmm. but but of course I have my own views because I'm not just work yeah <laughs> and yeah. I'm very much rooted in social justice so that's the piece too it's like most of the time I meet people who 
also support that and they understand it, right? They understand like the racial experiences of black and brown communities and they get it. But once in a while I'll meet someone who doesn't and that's the real work right there. That's where my work starts is like, okay, how do I have these conversations or when do I know to protect my energy? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that's going to be the game going forward is we're, I don't think that work's going to ever be done. I'm going to continue running into Trump supporters or, yes, or people who, um, you know, support like what's happening at the border right now. Mm-hmm you know, separating families like the way they are um, or people who still don't understand white privilege or white passing yes. privilege. Like that stuff is still going to happen. And they ju- it just just so happens that it's mostly people who have supported Trump <laughs> yeah. that don't get it. Yeah. So it's just it's going to be a journey for me to continue protecting myself, my Space or also using my voice to be an ally and knowing like when I have capacity to do one or the other and that it's okay, Mm -hmm. you know, if I can't sometimes. Yeah. And I also think along with like knowing like, do I want to maintain this relationship or end this relationship? I think it also knowing a realistic outcome of if I engage in this conversation, what could the outcome be? You know, there's some people who like are open to having an open dialogue, right? Even if you disagree, they're they want to talk to you, but then there's other people who don't want to talk to you and just want to prove their point, right? Yeah. They're not listening. They don't care. So it's like you're just draining your energy trying to convince someone that doesn't want to be convinced. Yeah. Right. right. So, that, right. so you need to protect your energy, kind of know if like, am I going to engage with this troll in my comments right now? Or am I just going to set that boundary of be like, I'm not even going to respond to you. Yeah. 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 I think for me, that's what I'm learning. Like, I have a lot to learn because I, your girl is, is an easily triggered person. <laughs> and so I'm like, girl, do we chill, just chill. <laughs> and I am definitely having to learn to work through that because as a therapist and also as an educator, you know, hopefully by 2021, I'm going to start teaching classes and I'm going to have students from all walks of life with Mm -hmm. different beliefs. Mm -hmm. And I'm still an educator and I'm still rooted in social justice and, you know, equity and equality. And so, yes, I'm going to be triggered, but it doesn't mean that I all of a sudden that this person doesn't have a right to access education because we don't agree. And so for me, I'm this program, I mean, is pushing me a lot to have to grow and expand my brain in more ways than therapists already do. And I'm like, shit, I'm tired. <laughs> like, I don't want to grow anymore. I don't want to be better. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing is right. Teaching profession, academics, you know, um, counseling where your work is to help a large group of people, yes. no matter what, you know, and there's a common objective and it's not around the race, right? It's yep. just like, and if whatever class you're going to teach, the objectives is whatever that topic is. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter who's taking the class. And that's why we have to do extra work when we're in spaces where our profession, you know, really obligates us to, to serve everyone equally. Uh, but what I won't do is be complicit. Yeah. It's yes. so like I'll I'll definitely be open to being in the room or being a like, you know, um, La Luna, you'll be someone's professor or, you know, that may not yeah. agree with you, but you won't also be complicit. You will have to challenge people, I'm sure. And yeah. you know, I, I know I do some like I mean, we'll I'll find ways to, but I'll work sometimes with faculty or like, I don't understand why this is a problem. And I will have to like gently break down why what, you know, the professor said was a problem or why their peer is said something inappropriate related to race Mm -hmm. and I still have to gently challenge people who I'm working with like they're coming to me for a resource but they might have some learning to do that is that is kind of causing the issue so I think that work is still going to be happening Um, but for me what impacts me emotionally the most was when it has to be with people in my own culture, I guess that's where my learning curve is. It's like, Mm. I just didn't expect to have these conversations with fellow Latinos. Yeah. Yeah. And here I am. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know I was talking, um, to my sister and we were talking to our parents and my dad said like, I don't know how y'all became so liberal. (laughs) I, I think he's more moderate, but I think me and my sisters were just like, on the other kind of more mm-hmm. left than he is. Yeah. So the, he's just like, how did this happen? And we're like, well, like we went to college, we grew up in California, we have master's degrees yeah. in like helping professions, like 
public policy, like mm-hmm. special education, me and social work. I'm like, yeah, these are like we are defending underrepresented groups and therefore like I think I don't know, we're very passionate about people mm-hmm. and taking care of people. Um yeah, I'm sorry, but when you're a therapist, you do see the lowest of the low. And yes. when you've seen people for as many years as the three of us have, and the three of us combined have more than, I don't know, 30 years at least in the field Ooh. on some level, you do know what oppression looks like. You do know how policies start to impact things. Like, I like you know, you were saying, Larosa, earlier, don't come for me. I actually sit with people, thousands of people now, right? By now, mm-hmm. all, over all these years. Yeah. Like, you no, know, these things are true. People don't make it up. And yeah. just work in community mental, mental health, health crisis. Yeah. Yes. Just work there. Work no for medical. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You'll, you'll see it all. Yeah. You yeah. see how sad. America is living and you do know what policies are going to hurt or help the people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see how the school system's failing this group of people. Mm-hmm. Yes. You see, you see how housing, Department of Housing is failing people or just so many things. Right. Um, just so many. Unless you've sat with homeless people. And unless you've sat with people coming out of the hospital trying to manage their bipolar disorder, yes. don't tell me what I know or mm-hmm. don't know about racism or discrimination or yeah. marginalized communities. When you work with trans folks and learn about their struggles and experiences in work, dating, you know, just walking in the community, like you can't tell me I don't know or can't have these opinions. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if they're opinions at this point. I think I... They're facts. I, exactly. I'm like, I'm elevating what people tell me. Like, this yeah, is not, this is not even my opinion, yeah. actually. This is what I have learned yeah, from the people I from, served. Yeah, from these yeah. stories mm-hmm. or sitting with someone who've experienced like a big trauma in their life, yeah. maybe related to race or some institution mm-hmm. or just ways that they don't feel safe in their community. And mm-hmm. it's just like when people say that that doesn't exist or it's not really happening, I'm just like, yeah, maybe you have the privilege not to experience that in your life, yeah. but that doesn't mean that that experience is not valid and not true for somebody else, um, yeah. for someone mm-hmm. else. So mm-hmm. it's kind of trying to kind of think outside of yourself. And I think, yeah, but yeah. not everyone in America thinks that way. Mm-hmm. But hopefully the popular vote shows otherwise, you know, that maybe we're turning that tide. Oh, yeah. On that. Yes. Did oh, what a conversation we got into today! Oh, I love it, y'all. <laughs> yes, well, this is why I love getting together with both of you because we can really go there and really talk and yeah, unpack sure. these things that I don't know other spaces that unpack it like yeah. this. And I feel like Nopal Queens would not exist if we could not have these conversations. If we didn't have that chemistry, we'd be like, no, bye, <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. La Luna's going to kill me over here. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> just no, kidding. Well. She would not. But we would have a, a good debate. But then we'd hug it out. Yeah. If it mm-hmm. wasn't COVID season. That's true. That's Sam, true. Womp, womp. <laughs> we would have good debates if we had to be, debate about something. Because we all have such good like opinions yeah. or... Like, I don't know. Sometimes you all make such good points. And I'm like, ooh, good. Touche. Yes. Yeah. I love debates, but I would want like yeah. the full aesthetic. Like we all have our own desks with our own little button. <laughs> right. And we then like, about? I don't know. And then Death there's like someone attempt. keeping score. Like I used to love debate. Like I feel like if there was more representation when I was in school, I don't know, y'all. I might have had a different career because ooh. I loved, mm-hmm. I loved debate when we got like to do it. Politician. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know if I would have been a politician. I would like to think maybe in another life, maybe yes. I don't think I want to do it in this life, but (laughs) I feel like, but I'm excited. That's one positive thing that I'm looking forward to is all of these young kids growing up with this representation now. And I hope that if their dreams are, you know, to sit, you know, and be part and be in politics and be a Senator. Like I really hope that, now that they're seeing more and more representation that it'll be so real for them Mm -hmm. Um, because we didn't get to have that. And I wonder if I did, maybe I would have been like, yeah, I'm going to take a seat and I'm going to, you know, change Mm -hmm. policies, but I don't know who knows. Yeah. I know my friend who has a toddler, she was saying that like, wow, my, my child is going to see a woman vice president of a woman Mm -hmm. of color in that role. Like that's, 
no longer something that's not attainable, right? This is now part of our like present history and yes. past history. Yeah. Right. And daughter of immigrants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my mom. Yeah, that's yes. my mom too. Yeah. Yeah. My grandma was so excited. Like they called me to, to are you crying? And Aww. I was like, yes, grandma, I'm crying. She's like, we're crying. And my grandma, this was the first time that my grandma voted because she didn't Aww. like to, she did it. She was just, I think you don't, you don't have the education or information. And I think it was just something that never came up at this election. Really, really, really was important to her and mattered to her. And she was so proud that Mm. Biden won. And she knows that there's still issues and we have a long road ahead, but that relief that she experienced knowing that like Trump was out and she was like saying all these mean things and like, like not mean things to me, but she was, you know, saying, you know, curse words and stuff about Trump. And it was hilarious to see like my grandma (laughs) cussing and like just seeing her go off. I'm like, you tell grandma, grandma, you go off. Yeah. But (laughs) I was proud of them. They were, they were, she just felt so much relief and it was cool to share that mutual feeling with her. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's so special. Yeah. I think just watching all those videos of people dancing in the streets or just relief or, in Paris, they were ringing the church bells and oh. in different countries, they were celebrating as well. I know my sister, one of my sisters is currently in Spain right now. Mm-hmm. And she said that people were really happy. Like I called her and she was also like crying. She's like, I can't believe oh. it happened. And I wow. think it not only impacted our country, but it impacted the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone was watching us. I had friends from Mexico mm-hmm. City like, are you okay? And then I had friends from Mexico City, their dual citizenship. So they flew out just to vote because they didn't trust that their vote would make it if they didn't mm-hmm. come mm-hmm. and, you know, come to the U.S. just to cast their vote. So I was wow. like, oh, man, people are really watching us. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I want to uh, shout out poll workers and yes. shout out um, mail, the post office workers. Post office mm-hmm. workers, yes. Um, everyone who yeah. like has worked in some part in this election, because this is a big task. It was. Yeah, people that did door to door, all oh, you people yeah. that sent me those texts. Yeah, like those people that sent me those texts, make sure I voted. Like, y'all got on my nerves, but also I appreciate you. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> could yes. have said it better, La Luna. <laughs> I think like, I, yes, <laughs> I appreciate the text more than the calling. I think yeah, the text yeah. was nice. Thanks. I can't pick up my phone during the workday. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah. or at dinner. There's just never a good time. Just don't call. Just text me. <laughs> yep, yeah. But I guess this is a great time to talk about like what do we want to take away from these years moving forward. What would you like to just take with you going forward? The silver mm-hmm. lining, and let's end on a good positive in the spirit of our good mental health (laughs) some reframing yeah I think for me I'm just I recognize the privilege of living in California and being you know a dominant blue state and how that's a privilege and how that kind of for me created a little bit more safety because there was more people that are that thought the same way or felt the same way Um, as the way I voted. And so that was relief. But for me, my biggest takeaway is that I still have a lot of growth to do to understand like the spectrum of Latinidad. And I'm looking forward to learning, to continuing to grow and just being a better representative in my community. Yeah, I really like that, La Luna. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Um, I think for me, the silver lining is that like uh, immigrants can get it done. People of color yes. can get it done, and yes. we're capable of leading and changing the country because this is our country too. Yep. And uh, I think it just gives me more energy, more fire to like use my voice in spaces because I, yeah, the glass ceilings shattered. Yeah. Right mm-hmm. now, like it's starting to shatter, and I'd like to see that be done in other areas too. So. I know there's a lot of work to do, and I think this gives me some inspiration and energy to keep going and keep doing the work. Mm, I like that. Well, my silver lining has been that we have never before been so um, accountable or held our government so accountable. Mm. Like, I just think in the previous years, we've gone about our day or they always, we always struggle with low voter turnout. And these last four years have really made everybody look towards the government, learn about how things work 
you know, I know I've never paid attention so much and now I have learned so much more about this whole government that runs our country yeah, and just so much more about primaries, how that works. And, you know, mm-hmm. that there's elections throughout the years, right? Like we still vote in legislators and senators and how important it is, not just for presidency, but for all the other positions that we vote. So I think we've just raised our competency and our awareness, our self-awareness too, about our own American government. And that's never bad. Yeah, kind of learning that um, you work for us. Yeah. Right? yeah. We can vote right. you in and we can also vote you out. Right. right. Yep. So also feeling the empowered. Both that. Like- <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, so. Right. So how we learn the system, we can work the system, you know, yeah. in a good way and make positive change. And the other silver lining was how much more inclusive our legislator and Senate looks now. Yeah. You know, the House and mm-hmm. Senate are bringing in more women and you know, people of color and people with disabilities and, and yeah. queer people. And there were some yes. trans folks that got voted. Yes. So I just, I'm like over the moon that our government's starting to actually represent the people that live here. Yes. And yes. that's exactly. going to be my silver lining going forward is that let's just continue to do that work so that everyone can feel like they belong here. No more divisiveness. Yes. yes. Amen, Woo! amen. Yeah. We changed the world. Just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> This is our platform, Nevada Queens 2024. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's running. La Luna, La Luna's running. Yeah, there no. you go. <laughs> Don't yeah. gas me up. <laughs> we're planting the seed. That's what right. we're doing. Right. Planting the seed. All right, y'all. Stay tuned. I'm going to fuck shit up. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, thank you everyone for joining us today. Um, please follow along with us on Instagram. That's where we're mostly posting. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. We like have a link episode. tree. We yes. have a link tree now so y'all can see all of the different areas where you can stream our episodes. So definitely take a look. We made it easy and accessible for all of you to find us. Yes. Links in bio. Yes, it's linked in right. our bio. Yes, linked in our bio. And yeah, it shows you all the different platforms that you can listen to us and also share the episode with a friend or share mm-hmm. your comments on what you think about this episode, past episodes, what you would like us to maybe uh, discuss in future episodes. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. all here for it. And we just. Yes, we love them. The hype comments when people gas us up and they're like, we love this episode. We're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. We a did few a thing. of them have been yes. influenced by you all. Yeah. 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 So we just encourage you all, you know, this has been a, a long week. Just take care of yourselves. Mm-hmm. Yes. At the end yeah, of the day. Thank that's you just right. for tuning in. That's right. And thanks for joining us as we figure out how to thrive better. And just yes. become, you know, a community that values and ex- and exercises wellness, just like any other community. And, and we have the wellness that we deserve. So thanks for sitting at the table with us as we unpack these issues and join us next time. Yeah, for our yes. next episode. Adios. Uh, all right. Bye, everybody. Bye. bye.